Oh no, they're crumbling in front of my eyes. Hello and welcome to Chaotic Creations, a podcast where we take weird prompts and make weird Dungeons and Dragons characters. I'm Harper, your lawful nerdy paladin. And I'm Darby, your chaotic tired bard. And welcome to our fifth episode. Darby, what have you been up to lately? Well, Harper, I've been researching uh, about candidates in my area and their stances and filling out my ballot. Yes, I just received my mail-in ballot a couple of days ago, and I have started to go through my sample ballot to decide what choices I'm going to make. This year, it's really, really important that if you live in the United States and you are able to, you please, please make a plan to vote. Mail-in ballots are super easy. If you are listening to this on the day that it releases, you still have several weeks till the election, so you have time to receive a mail-in ballot in several states. And if you did not receive a mail-in ballot, you can use this time to make a plan to go vote safely and, if possible, early. It's critically important for a lot of people that you go out there and vote. And, you know, if you do end up having to wait in line at a polling place, that is a great place to plug in your headphones and listen to this podcast. Or play some Pokemon Go, because that's how Harper and I met. While you're standing in line and you're on your phone, you could go take a look at our website. As a reminder, we upload the transcripts of each episode, and we also upload a completed character sheet for every character that we make on this podcast. So if you ever want to see the details that we don't include in the stream of the podcast, you should go ahead and take a look. Yeah, things like spells and different weapons and all kinds of equipment that we give these characters. And you can find that at chaoticpod.com. Darby, guess what I did this past weekend? Do tell me. I was a guest on Dungeons and Deep Dish with the Noir Enigma, who is an amazing player in the online TTRPG community. And I got to be in an amazing interview where I got to talk all about this podcast and TTRPG in general. And I got to play a one-on-one one-shot. So if you are interested in hearing me talk a little bit more about the creation of this podcast, or you want to see me roleplay with a really talented DM, go on over to the Noir Enigma's Twitch page and take a look at the VOD. In true fashion, I was extremely exhausted watching the stream, but the energy that you had with Noir while interviewing and then the story that you were both kind of creating together with the one shot, like, woke me up. (laughs) Also on Twitch, Darby and I are both going to be on a live stream this Friday, October 16th. So if you are listening to this episode on the day that it releases, two days from now, we are going to be on a live stream with the Wandering Noobs. Yes, you can find the Wandering Noobs on Twitch and catch us live doing what we do with these lovely people. So if you want to see us create characters live on Twitch without any editing, you can go ahead and check them out. We are going to be streaming at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. And again, that is on October 16th. You can hear all the truly atrocious puns that Harper cuts out of our podcast. And last but not least, speaking of guests, we have a guest on this episode. Matt, one of the co-hosts of the Verbal Components podcast, was kind enough to find the time to come onto our show and be our very first ever guest character creator. Yes, I'm very excited to have our first guest. It's only been four weeks since we've started uploading. You know, now we're having guests. Yeah, and we are so excited to record with Matt. So if you can think of any people in the TTRPG community, other podcasters, Twitch streamers, other content creators who you think would be fun to have on this podcast, throw us a tweet with their at and we would happily invite them to be on this podcast. So, Darby, I think without any further ado, we should get Matt and start making this character. I agree. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Me too. So, without further ado, let's jump into another episode of Chaotic Creations. So, today we have on Matt from the Verbal Components podcast. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you both for having me on. This is super cool. I had a slower week, so this was cool to have you guys reach out and have me on. So I'm super excited. Yeah, of course. And you're actually our very first guest on the oh, podcast. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, everyone's going to do so much better. I, I'm so <laughs> glad to make this the bar for everyone else to come on. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm, I'm super excited to be on, though. So, Matt, you've been DMing for a few years now, right? Oh, wow. Yes. The first time I even stepped foot into the TTRBG space, I was the DM. Because for my group of friends back home, I was the only one that came from like an acting background. So I, I, I acted a lot when I was growing up. And I didn't have any shame. So that's why they were like, you should DM, you should DM. Um, <laughs> and everyone was very nervous going into it. And I was like, I mean, the best piece of advice I have for people going into DMing is like, just be overly silly with everyone like because if they think look how stupid your dm is being like it doesn't matter what they do and so yeah for about five coming up on five years now running the home game that we started the first time ever we played D. so wow have a home game that we've been playing together for six months and it already feels like it's gone on forever yeah <laughs> ours had some breaks <laughs> we, we've had some breaks because we were a, a strictly in-person game for a long time Mm -hmm. we'd always meet in a buddy of mine's basement we'd always play together at the same table and then obviously when COVID hit we had to, to shake things up a little bit but yeah it's been coming up on five years which is kind of weird to say what do you think your favorite part about D&D &D or TTRPG in general is oh that's a great question I'd have to say just based on what I do for a living and what TTRPGs have done for me and my friend group as a whole. And it's the, I've talked about on, on the podcast a lot is the therapeutic aspect of Dungeons and Dragons is the best thing on the planet for me. And I, I'm very open with, with things and, and what I struggle with. And that gave me an outlet that I never had before. And it also got our friend group just so much closer together because now we're talking about the game like it was real life. We're sitting at lunch, like we, we went out a night before at undergrad, we're all hung over and we're sitting getting breakfast in the morning and we're talking about the campaign that, ran, that we had that happened two days ago. And I think that was the most important thing to me was like that therapeutic aspect of D&D &D is amazing. The role playing and everything just kind of coming together in one cohesive part. Ugh, it just makes me so happy to play every time. I definitely get that. We, or at least I, when I was creating a character for this campaign, we started the campaign in a like during covid right. moment yeah and so like i yeah. definitely made my character to kind of cope with that and i was like you know yes. what would be really nice if i could like actually magically heal things and make things yeah. better in the world and so like being able to be that person and role playing it once a week is like very calming for my mental state i love that and it like like i said it just it my whole group of friends, it was nice that we all meshed on that like one thing where we all knew that this was helping and we also had fun doing it. it was, it's not like we're sitting there ha having a three hour intensive outpatient session, but like <laughs> we all knew it was helping us at the end of the day. And, you know, I will always be eternally lucky for the table that I fell into because we were all best friends before we even started playing. Mm -hmm. Darby, I think, was the last person to join our original D&D &D group. But you've, like, gelled in, and now I think you're as close to any of the people in the group as I am. Yes. I hope so. <laughs> I was going to ask, how was that, jumping into an already established group? Except for Bob, our barbarian. I'm the youngest person in the group. We all went to the same college, but everyone else was the year above me. So oh, okay. the only person I really knew was Harper. So I was like, I'm here with Harper, my friend, and then all of Harper's friends. <laughs> yeah. That could be interesting kind of dynamic, too. Yeah, and it was, like, definitely, like, I was like, I don't understand any of this. And then, you know, that group sort of fell apart, unfortunately. Fizzled. Almost all of the same members came back together and were like, we need to play D&D &D right now. And we're like, of course Darby's yeah. included. Of course Darby's a part of the party. <laughs> Did you say Bob the Barbarian? Did I hear that right? Bob is his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so that's not his character he didn't name his character bob no his character's name is grum <laughs> that's even better than bob that's even better i didn't think there would be a better name than bob but grum is it but that's why when you guys reached out about your show and like i had heard of you all and and you're all relatively new in the space but i had listened a little bit and then i went through and listened to the first episode and i was like I haven't played a lot as a character and this seems extremely fun to do because <laughs> I have always usually been in DMing 
but right now I'm in two campaigns. One where I'm playing as a character. I'm playing uh, a blood hunter, Ooh. Path of the Profane Soul, while our main game is on hiatus because of COVID, obviously. And then I DM for my home game, which we just decided we're not going to let COVID ruin it. We're just going to do it online anyway. <laughs> yes, f*** COVID. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's basically how we did it. It was like we continued this game and didn't just drop it for the time being out of pure spite. So. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You know, actually, it's funny because like a lot of people have like switched to doing D&D &D digitally, but with the exception of that one session that we played in person, I have never played D&D &D in person. It has always been. Oh virtual. my goodness. You got to change that. <laughs> it's so fun. I know. We had a, yeah, it's so fun. And like, again. The audience can't see me roll my eyes, but you two can. <laughs> I, we're a big D&D Beyond group. I use mm -hmm. D&D Beyond for everything. Rolling up characters, items, campaigns, everything. Like, yes. I use it for everything. I am a D&D Beyond fan. Hey, if they're out there, hit me up with a sponsorship because I use y'all for everything. <laughs> oh, um, mood. Mood relatable. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so when we went to online, I was looking into different online tools like Roll20 and Fantasy Grounds. And I was like... I don't want to buy everything all over again because I have a lot on my account mm -hmm. for our home game. I have like all the books, like all like mm -hmm. my account. I've Whoa. spent like hundreds of dollars on. I'm like, and so out of spite, I have this. Oh, you guys can actually see it right here on the video. <laughs> but I have a table set up with an actual battle map, and right over there is an is a webcam. Oh my god! And I use Zoom. <laughs> I use Zoom for our game. I use Zoom for our game, and I can share content from a second webcam. And I move people's pieces myself <laughs> because I refuse to buy anything else on Roll20. <laughs> oh, my God. That is next level. I love it. I, I love that level of I'm not going to spend a dime on anything else. Oh, I've already bought it. And like COVID, don't do this to me. <laughs> uh, this is why I don't use D&D Beyond is because I'm like an old school. Like I've got all of my D&D &D stuff written down and like graph yes. paper and i've got like my source books behind me here and like we got others in my game yep. room and it's just like i'm not buying it again it was 50 dollars the first time <laughs> i get it i totally get it and like when everything moved i was like no we're just gonna stop playing we'll put this one on hold for a little bit like once things get sorted out we'll go and then things never got sorted <laughs> out and here we are it's almost october and things aren't sorted out so i just like had a breakdown one day i was like dude I have to play main campaign. So I like sat there for four hours and just like brainstormed things I could do to bypass rebuying everything. And I finally found it. I bought like a $20 webcam on Amazon and I was like, done. That is all I'm spending to play D&D online. There you go. Oh, yeah. And you said that you are a player right now, but you're mostly a DM. So is there a favorite player character or non-player character that you've ever rolled up? I'll give you both. The campaign that I'm playing in is run by one of my old college roommates and one of my best friends, Kai. I played a tiefling bard in his first ever game that he ran ever as a DM. And he was like, dude, I know you've been playing a long time and you, you're, you've been DMing. Can you play in this game? And, and again, I was in your shoes as well, where like I was joining a table where I knew Kai, the DM. That's it. And they ended up all being well, amazing people. And I played that character until level 20. If you asked me at the beginning if I thought he would make it to level 20, the answer would be the biggest no I could have given on in my life. <laughs> Did you start at level one? Yeah. No. Yeah. We, we started at five. Oh. And I played him to 20. It was There was some time skips. So, like, we, we leveled up a little bit quicker. But I played a, at the end, it was a level 20 tiefling whisper bard named Jack who had like midnight black skin and white horns with just like whited out eyes and whisper bards might be my favorite thing on the planet to play ever in my life psychic blades are ridiculous because it makes it a melee class as well as a casting class mm -hmm. and i just like the bard class I, I like having really high i think at the end i had like a plus 19 to my deception or something <laughs> oh, like that God. so it was it was wonderful expertise is gonna i'm just happy as a halfling not to take <laughs> ones that's like my saving grace because 
feel like I've rolled a lot of ones out of everyone in our group. Heard that. <laughs> yeah, but they never affect her because she gets to re-roll them. Uh, yeah, I love I love halflings. Halflings are the best. It's uh, so good. Funny I say that. I say halflings are the best. I've never rolled one. I've had them as NPCs in my games, but I've never rolled a halfling in my life. But when it comes to NPCs... I'll give you a funny answer and a real answer. The funny answer was one that they ran into one time. And the only character that ran into him is a character that died in my campaign. <laughs> so it was in like an engineer's town and it was a tinkerer shop. And it was his, the, the name was Fizzlewink's Tinker Shop. And he was like really fun to role play because he was just this insane person that like went around and fixed weird contraptions. <laughs> and I think it's funny that only one person ran into him. And the one person that could tell people about him is dead. And they, <laughs> so he'll be lost to time in my campaign. <laughs> Oh, no. But insane shopkeepers are a hallmark of D&D. Like, if you're going to make oh, a shopkeeper up, yeah, you have to make them weird as hell. You got to make them over the top, like, way out there. Like, I have one that's just, like, very over the top, like, colorful, tiefling, <laughs> way over the top. It's it's so much fun to roleplay because it really gets me out of my shell. And if I write them like that, I feel like I have to play them like that or I do <laughs> mm-hmm. myself a disservice. Mm-hmm. If I have to do... My favorite NPC, it would be... So one of the main continents in my game is called Ospia, and the king of that land uh, is named Zargon. And he is a human, or he was, for the first half of the campaign until they found out that he was dragonborn and it was an illusion that he was putting on because people wouldn't respect him as a leader if he was outwardly dragonborn. Dang. That's Yeah, and they found out that he basically shared souls with Tiamat and now the party, it's a very high-level party, is like has a contract to hunt where Tiamat was sealed away at. And he had the very deep lore that wasn't explained until like very late in. And when I finally got a chance to give it away, I was like, oh my God, I've been sitting on that for like a year. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. He was fun. He's really, really fun to to role play because he's very kind. And I wanted him to be like, not the typical big brutish ruler. Like I am a man and I, (laughs) you'll do what I say kind of thing. He's very different. Although, like, when he has to kind of kick ass and take names, he absolutely will. Like I said, I could probably talk you guys' ear off about my <laughs> my home campaign lore, but those two definitely were, like, complete polar opposites, but so fun. All right. Well, are you ready to roll a character with us? Oh, goodness. I'm not sure, but let's do it. <laughs> okay. So Darby and I talked for a while about what prompt to give you for the character okay. that we'd like you to roll. And okay. we decided that we would like you to roll us a monk and we would like you to make wisdom the dump stat. Oh no. <laughs> okay, is there a place I should start? Because I have D&D Beyond character builder mm-hmm. open because just to so. make sure that I, I didn't do anything wrong. We can start by rolling some stats. Stats, okay. Yeah, the way we roll stats on this podcast is we roll 4d6, re-roll any ones that you roll, and drop the lowest die. Perfect. That's exactly what I do as well. Let's yeah. do it's this. It's the best system. Yeah. So that's not bad. 15 for the first one. Let me write this down because I know I'm not going to remember all these stats. Big mood. That's 14 for the second one. <laughs> 12? No, 13 for that one. 15, 14, 13, 12. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm just going down the line here. 10. Oh. Not great. 14? 8. <laughs> I was very quietly chanting, eight, eight, eight. <laughs> yeah, I got an eight um, for that one. Okay. Oh, no. I have to put that in wisdom. The rest of my stats are pretty good, so uh, mm-hmm. I'll take it. And race and subclass are entirely up to you, so whatever you can do to make oh, this work. goodness gracious. I kind of want to play this character in a game at some point, so I kind of <laughs> want to like do something serious. Let's do... Am I really gonna do this to myself? <laughs> yeah, let's do let's do Verdon. The tall goblin people. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> the full size goblins. <laughs> it's on the bottom of the race uh, list in D and D Beyond. Yeah, let's do let's do a Verdon. I've been looking to play them at some point. They get plus one to constitution, plus two to charisma. What is black blood healing? When you roll a one or a two on any hit die you spend at the end of your short rest, you can re-roll the die and use the new roll. Interesting. Oh, I have telepathy. I'm persuasive. And I have boost to insight, I think, is what it said. Okay, that'll help with the eight in wisdom. 
You have advantage on all wisdom and charisma saving throws, I think, for, with telepathic insight. I know the Verdon wouldn't have let me down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so I have to pick a language that I speak as well? Uh, I think so. It says common and goblin. You actually get one more, I think. Yeah, I think I have one more I can take, right? Let's do giant, because I'm already thinking of a backstory where my best friend's a giant. So let's do giant. I'm really digging that. Yes. Okay. Do you watch Critical Role? Are you familiar with Critical Role content, Matt? Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah, I always include Critical Role content. This is a campaign two spoiler-free zone, because yours truly is not caught up. We'll not do it. We'll not do it. I am 100% caught up. Did you watch the Tarion one-shot? Of course I did. Absolutely. Oh, I'm just thinking of macaroni and... Yes, macaroni Samsonite. Yeah, that's my favorite duo. And Travis is my sweet, sweet boy, so... I was actually at that live show. No shot, really? You can hear really gross laughter when Sam Regal comes out. And <laughs> I know it's me because I know I made that noise with my humanly body. It exited my... <laughs> My form. My non-human, my non-human <laughs> sounds came out of my human mouth. Yeah, and I know it picked it up, and it was me because I was sitting right next to the cameras. <laughs> oh, really? That's such a funny story. Because Travis was the one that got me into D and D originally. Really? He was the one that was like, "Oh, this is this is something I can do." Because I come from a very non-nerdy family. Like we mm-hmm. were sports, we were lifting, we were like very, we were those guys, and everyone in my family was very popular, and you know, did all the the things and stuff. And I saw Travis, and I was like, "No shot! I can have fun and do what I want." <laughs> this dude's like a massive power lifter. Like this is so fun. He's he's like one of my favorite people of all time. So giant as well, because I'm I want to talk to Travis, so <laughs> I'll take giant. Excellent. Okay. Oh, class. We already decided on monk, yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you have a particular favorite subclass for monk or one that you think would fit this character? I don't because I've never actually played a monk before, so I have no idea. But we start at four, right? Yes. Uh, Yeah, so we're rolling fourth level characters. Ooh, I just lied to you. I've played one one-shot monk and it was Drunken Master, and I <laughs> might just do that one too. <laughs> Drunken Master is a very fun subclass. You don't have to always be drinking or even ever drink to play Drunken Master, but I've never met anyone who plays Drunken Master who doesn't play their character as a little bit of an alcoholic. Yeah, of course. Forgotten Kingdoms, the movie with Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Yes. Where Jackie Chan is just drunk the whole entire time. That's Mm -hmm. all I think about with Drunken Master. (laughs) Yeah, let's go with Drunken Master. That sounds hilarious. Okay, so a Verdon Drunken Master monk. Maybe that's why he has a low wisdom stat. It's just because he, he's drunk. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Because <laughs> he's just hammered all the time. Yeah, drunk people <laughs> tend to not make great decisions. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because I'm way too cocky. Because I'm <laughs> wasted all the time. <laughs> yep. So let's talk about the things that you get as monk class features. So yes. you don't have any armor proficiency. No, I do not. <laughs> But you do get to choose one type of artisan tools or musical instrument to be proficient in. Oh, musical instrument for sure. Gotta go with musical instrument. Awesome. Bagpipes? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I should pick the, uh, <laughs> the musical instrument. Darby has a thing about bagpipes. She hates them, but in a way that she likes to make them the joke. Yeah. Yeah, because bagpipes are like, they're a beautiful sound when played correctly, but if you don't know how to play them, it's just wheezing. Also, at a distance. Yes, yep. Yeah, loot for sure. Loot for sure. Loot, yeah, let's okay. Go loot. Let's just lean into the drunken monk stereotypes on this one. Yep. Awesome. We love stereotypes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so proficiency with the loot, strength and dex saving throw proficiencies. Perfect. And you get to choose from acrobatics, athletics, history, insight, religion, and stealth for your skills. Let's do stealth because someone that's really wasted that makes no noise makes me (laughs) smile for some reason. (laughs) And then acrobatics. Gotta be acrobatics. Because both of those you shouldn't be able to do whilst having lots of alcoholic beverages. So I like those a lot. Excellent. I love it. Let's see. As a monk, you get unarmored defense at first level, which is going to be very helpful for you. Martial arts, which, like, I have rolled up a Kensei monk before where they use weapons. But my thing is, why would anyone ever use a weapon when you're playing a monk? Your fists are your weapon. The whole point of a monk is to punch stuff. Yeah, unless it's a staff, you can take weapons away from me. I don't even want to see them. Really, really cool staff. 
Yeah, it's got to be a really cool staff, though. <laughs> like, it can't just be, like, a piece of wood. Like, it's got to be a cool staff. <laughs> I'm thinking of something in <laughs> Campaign 2 that I cannot talk about <laughs> because Harper. <laughs> oh, I know, exa- I know exactly what you're talking about, though, so it's fine. We're, we've mind-linked. It's your burden, you know, <laughs> to love at these. But, yeah, I, like, again, Critical Role is something I could talk about for 12 hours. <laughs> the fun thing about monks is that you get so many things from leveling yeah, up. Yeah, it seems like it. so much extra stuff. And their keys are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It unlocks so many doors. It really does. So you get Flurry of Blows and Patient Defense and Step of the Wind all at second <laughs> level. Wowzers. And then also unarmored movement because you had Step of the Wind already, but they also want you to be going even faster. Yeah, I guess when you have to punch things, they got to give you some benefits to get you in range to punch. (laughs) Got to go fast, you know? Got to go fast. Got to go fast. Yep. The last movie I ever saw in theaters was Sonic the Hedgehog, and I have to live with that. (laughs) The last movie I saw was Little Women because I don't go to movie theaters, and that was in 2019. I have not been to a movie theater in 2020. Fair. I used to work in a movie theater, and I think since I am not working, like, that was a long time ago. I was probably 17 when I worked at the movie theater. I probably gone through, like, one movie (laughs) since I stopped working there. Mm -hmm. Third level, you get deflect missiles. Oh, yes. Love that. Because why not? Why not? (laughs) And at fourth level, you get slow fall. That's an interesting one that I never fully understand with the monk class. I do understand it because you're supposed to be doing, like, very acrobatic things as a monk to, like, get to different places. And I feel like if they didn't give them slow fall, they would be falling off of cliffs, like, left, right, and center and would just be gone. But I thought that was an interesting thing to give them and something that I personally would have never thought to give the class. Like, I don't think I would have been able to look that far Mm -hmm. ahead, but it's, it's definitely good for the class. Yeah, I really like the feature. I don't love the name. Because to yeah, me, it, like, evokes the spell. Featherfall? That allows you to actually slow down your fall, as opposed to just, like, being able to land on your feet like a cat. Yeah. They could have renamed it. <laughs> they could have renamed it to something Definitely else. Definitely could have. Ooh, I get an ability score improvement at fourth level. Yes, but at fourth level for us, instead of an ability score improvement, we have the philosophy of you get what you get. <laughs> so instead at fourth level, we ask that everybody take a feat. Yes, I'm cool with that, for sure. I've just started diving into taking feats. I used to always take ability score improvements, oh, so... Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And also, I, I spoke about this, I don't remember on what show, but I never have multiclassed, ever, my characters. I've always been pure, pure, pure character. So I'm looking to get mm-hmm. into that as well, which will be interesting. Let's go with alert. Alert, okay. Yeah, I like alert, because it gives you bonus to initiative, can't be surprised if I'm conscious and other creatures don't get advantage on attack rolls against you as a result of being unseen or hidden. So I like that one a lot. Just all of the anti-stereotypes for a drunk person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. Like when things like kick in and he just like instantly sobers up. Yes. I think that would be just hilarious. like hyper alert. Yes. yes. There are some people who you get them drinking and all of a sudden it seems to like wake them up those people are not to be trusted (laughs) let's get that out of the way right now what is wrong with you like this is supposed to be doing the opposite (laughs) one of my best friends is like that though like you get them drunk and they will start climbing light poles and like darby i think has a picture of them on the top of a dumpster one night when they were drunk like not in the dumpster like standing on top of it damn i just took a firm stance on that and i like have been known to do that as well it wasn't a dumpster though it's one of those like (laughs) shipping crates like those shipping containers oh that's awesome we like literally looked away for like two seconds and then suddenly they were just squatting on top of this thing going like yeah hi i'm like how are you those people make me so nervous, though, too, because I'm like, oh, my God, if you get hurt, like, I am physically responsible for you. I'm always the sober one. I feel like you and I probably have the same energy where I've been called, like, mom my entire oh, life. Oh, my just, like, goodness. I'm looking at all my friends and I'm like, let me, don't hurt yourselves. Yes, I'm the oldest in my friend group. Not by a lot, but I am the oldest in my friend group. And, like, I have, like, what I consider a real person job now. And, like, I'm doing adult things. I'm doing big air quotes for people that cannot see the video. <laughs> and, yeah, oh, my goodness. It's like, let's go jump over this. And I'm like, maybe we don't. Let's do that when we're sober. Let's not do that when we've had 18 beers. Like, that's probably not a great idea relatable i had to grab my friend from jumping out of a window granted the window was on the first floor but we were on a hill 
am I your guys' friend? Like, this seems like things that all these things I've done. Like, I've done all of these things that were not great for me. Do not recommend. But yes, I, I will go against all drunken monk stereotypes for these things that I have chosen, for sure. Be what your friends are, are not. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, still drunk, but be focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> not, the, not the problem. <laughs> have you had in the back of your brain a name that you're thinking of for this character yet? Holy moly. I did not expect my brain to take over and go full feral mode and, and actually say Ver- Verdin when I like spoke up about the class. So I don't even know. <laughs> oh, you're totally fine. I used name generators on almost every single episode because I'm not that creative. <laughs> I like slapping together noises and that's the name. <laughs> Oh, God, they're so hard to pronounce. <laughs> you know what? what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to go with a, no- a goblin name. <laughs> Because there's not a lot of Verdon generators. <laughs> what is the funniest thing I can find on this entire thing? Oh, clogs is great. Clogs is great. Clogs. Clogs. Clogs is clogs is great. He has to wear them. He has to wear clogs. Like. Oh shit! He does have to wear clogs now, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has to wear them. <laughs> You would never expect the person who's just, like, veering around the street drunk wearing, like, wooden clogs like they're from the Netherlands. He has advantage on stealth. How is that going to work? Like, do we do sponges underneath his clogs? Because they're just (laughs) clanking around, for sure, all the time. He's just tiptoeing all the time. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what else clogs could be made of besides wood. I hate... It won't be stealthy, but my brain immediately screamed at me, stone, and that's just so bad that's even worse i'm thinking rock lee from like naruto with the yes findings that made him he's just like oh i get to take them off awesome and they weighed like three thousand pounds (laughs) yeah that's clogs clogs they're training it's training oh goodness gracious it's to train and be stronger, obviously. Yeah, it's to get my glutes and my quads and my thighs. They're all getting rock solid because my clogs weigh 33 pounds apiece. Yeah, this is a monk who does not punch things, only kicks. I o- Oh, now he only has to Every kick. Every day oh, is like day. Yes. <laughs> it's so much better. Like, I only kick because I'm too busy drinking with my hands. You can't drop your whiskey or I guess what? what would he drink? Oh, it would definitely be whiskey. I would have to take that part of myself and put it into my my cloggy boy. So, I'm a big whiskey fan. I particularly love Japanese whiskeys. So I want to jump back to the backstory for a moment because you mentioned that you are thinking a best friend who is a oh, giant. Yeah, that's gotta be it, right? What if the giant made him the shoes, and he's just like, I found this rock that was pretty, and I wanted to make you something. That's so cute, and he he like makes me stone shoes. Okay. This is getting very Christmas shoes song, and it's making me way too emotional right now. (laughs) I love that, though. It's so perfect. For the giant, it weighs nothing. And he's like, oh, my God, I made you these things. And for him, he's like... Yeah, he's like, this will be perfect. And then, like, I don't have the heart to tell him that they're very heavy, so I just go around and wear them all the time. Oh, that's just way too good. What name would your best friend have? I feel like now we have to name this other character that's kind of come up. Travis. It's gotta be Travis. It's gotta be Travis, doesn't it? Travis the giant, <laughs> yes. Here I am looking deep in the bank of giant names and you just whip out Travis off the cut. That's that's good. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna be honest, you talked about Travis Willingham and then you mentioned giant immediately. I was like, okay, this giant's name has to be Travis. You cut you coupled them, yes. Like Lego pieces fitting just perfectly. Perfect. So, childhood best friend, the Verdon Goblin Clogs, and the giant Travis. He's got to be, like, a hill giant, right? Because, like, I assume, like, wherever my monk order would be in the mountain range of some sort. So, we'd have to be, like, more of, like, a hill giant or something like that. Yeah, I'm very okay with this, (laughs) where this is going. So, would your order of monks, would they be all burdens as well or do you think you're just the one burden in an order of monks who's just like i'm here uh, i don't know what's i don't know what's fun's funnier um, i am clog yeah okay that one it has to be the only i'm the only burden in the in the <laughs> thing and like i'm very much the outsider in this damn it my brain is as soon as you started mentioning order went order of the clogs <laughs> and like now i have to write it up 
Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yes. Maybe Travis is also in this monk order, and that's how you all became friends, and he made you your clogs. That's a great backstory tie-in. I like that one a lot. What if you were, like, adopted into this order, too? So it's just like you named yourself after the order. After the order. That's so good. I am Clog. I'm from Clog Order. That's so good. I never <laughs> knew my real name, so I just named it after my order. So good. I'm looking through the backgrounds for 5E and trying to see one that would fit in with this. Oh, is there an idiot background? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny because normally for a monk, I'd go, oh, you're probably a sage or a hermit, but that really does not feel like this character. I have one, but I don't, I don't think it fits. It depends on how violent and chaotic this monk is. <laughs> I mean, it's always open for interpretation, so. When I think of, like, goblins and that lot, I'm a big, like, Magic the Gathering person. I love that card game. Okay. And there's, you know, the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, which is a magic plane, and there's the Rakdos cultists. Oh, no. They're, like, dramatic. They have this, like, huge flair. They love the spotlight. I'd be super down with that. They're also incredibly violent and chaotic. <laughs> That's the thing. They, mm -hmm. they are, like insane oh goodness they're like insane clown posse if insane clown posse was super into like barbed wire yeah we could do that one and just say that like i'm like a cultist for my order <laughs> so like whatever the order is if i name myself after them that would probably make me some somewhat of a cultist you're a clogs cultist your name is clogs you come from the order of clogs yes i come from the order of Clogs. everything about me is just clogs i like that i like that one a lot so I'm looking at this. You get skill proficiencies in acrobatics and performance. I know you already took acrobatics. Okay. So maybe you can choose another monk skill. Double up. Right, right, right. Athletics, maybe? Yeah, let's do athletics then. And you do get proficiency in another musical instrument. Beautiful. That's beautiful. And a second skill proficiency as well. <laughs> I mean, you said bagpipes and they've been in my brain ever <laughs> since. So I got to go with bagpipes then. But, you know, if this person, um, like, the order is up in the hills, it makes sense, because that's where bagpipes come from, is, like, playing in the Scottish yep. hills to, like, draw in the herds. Yeah, the echo. All of this makes it sense. It's all it's all coming together. It's calculated. <laughs> the plan's coming together, well, perfectly. Oh, I get another skill proficiency. Oh, you, yeah, you just said yeah. that. Animal handling or... I gotta do intimidation, <laughs> right? If I'm, like, a chaotic mayhem person. People are just scared because they don't know what I'm gonna do next. Yeah, I'll do that. Jumping in with your huge stone claws just playing the bad <laughs> Skinny arms, but quads the size of hams. Yes. My intimidation does not come from my physical form. My intimidation comes from the fact that, what is this? <laughs> like, what am I looking... Like, what? what is this whole package? What am I looking at right now? I'm so confused. Like, is he going to be my best friend or is he going to gut me in front of, like, my entire village? Which one is he going to do? Because I could do either. I'm a real wild card. <laughs> it could be both. He could befriend you. Be like, you're my could closest be both. friend. I love you so much. Hold still. <laughs> Play the, the long game. The long game. I like it. Also, you already know Giant. You now get to learn Abyssal as well. Oh, I love that. That's great. This is just all fitting in. This is just, it's going, it's going together so well. It's gelling. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> yes, yes. And then we also do go through the personality trait ideal. Oh, sure. Yeah. Back and flaw. Do you want to roll a D8 for all of those? Or would you like to like read through the list and pick them? I usually read through the list and pick them, but it's entirely, if you okay. guys usually use D8s, I can do that too. Oh no, we usually go through and read them to see which okay. one is either the best or the funniest. So number one, off the rip, has to be really good. I revel in mayhem, <laughs> the more destructive the better. That's getting instant added, for sure. <laughs> number three is so good too. Everything is funny to me, and the most hilarious and bloodiest things leave me cackling in sadistic glee. <laughs> Oh, this is getting real dark, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, Rakdos is, like, super... They're nuts. <laughs> they just do whatever oh, the, the hell they want. I'll do one more. We'll do... I can't stand it when things are predictable, so I like to add a little chaos to every situation. It's okay. a little bit less <laughs> less bloody and serious. <laughs> no, but just as chaotic. Yeah. This is just as chaotic. your chaos character. Just less murder, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> 
Maybe. Oh, ideals. Do I have any ideals? Guild, the first one, maybe? Yeah, I guess that would be the only one that makes any difference, which would be the order of the clogs. So I guess mm -hmm. uh, that would be the only one that matters for ideals, right? Freedom, creativity. Oh, uh, I guess I could do creativity as well. I'll do creativity and guild mm -hmm. for ideals. Okay. Yeah, so it's the first one says, my guild is all that really matters. And the third one, I strive to find more ways to express my art through pain, my own as well as others. Uh, that's the chaotic one. So I like that one. I got to slip a little bit of that one in there. Sprinkle it on like like salt at the end of the dish. Yes, because this character was very lacking in chaos. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All the, like, the first section we did was not chaotic enough mm -hmm. for me. <laughs> I think this character making is speaking a lot to me as a person as well, like how ridiculous and chaotic I am as a person that this is the character that I have created on <laughs> your your lovely show. I mean, we do call it chaotic creations. We do want to be as weird as possible. Beautiful. Love that. Uh, oh, Bond's next. Do I have any? Oh, I do. I guess my friend. Mm-hmm. So I guess it could be the first one where you belong to the same and it says performance troupe, but we can always just sub in monk order. Yeah, so it'd be, I have belonged to the same monk order for years, and these people mean everything to me. Yes, I actually like that one a lot. Yeah, there we go. Humanize this uh, weird yeah. creature a little bit. Crazy creature, yeah. <laughs> I'm clock. Order of clock. I'm a clock. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I have to speak like that exactly <laughs> when I'm playing him. That is Darby's goblin voice. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love goblin voices. They're my favorite. You mean my normal human voice? That's <laughs> just how I talk. <laughs> you just, like, go into your, like, your cave a little bit, and you just let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> your friend, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Can I offer you an egg in this trying time? Close the throat a little bit, and then just talk like a normal human being. There's your... Yep. your uh... Just draw the chin back into your neck a little bit. Get the double chin going. Yes, there you go. The double, you can triple, I can do three. <laughs> <laughs> and then a flaw. I feel like this character is very flawed, but... Oh, yes, absolutely. I could probably use all of them. <laughs> I couldn't hide my emotions and opinions even if I wanted to. That one's getting added for sure. Mm -hmm. I throw caution to the wind. That's an instant add. I resent the rich and powerful. I don't think that that matters to him i think it's just like the people in my order so i'm not gonna do that one when i'm angry i lash out in violence that's getting added <laughs> there is no such thing as too much pleasure yeah so four of the six flaws have been added to my character sheets <laughs> awesome this is gonna be an incredible character to role play for you Oh, goodness. Yes, God, it will. He kicks people, and if he's wearing his clogs, it's going to break someone's bones. <laughs> Just shatter somebody's jawline. Absolutely shatter somebody's jawline. Honestly, if I were the DM, I would work out how to, like, make the clogs, like, an improvised... Basically, they're a warhammer that's your foot. Or, like, gauntlets. They're kind of like that, but just attached to your feet. Yeah, you could use gauntlet stats for yeah. them, too. Yeah. That would be super, super interesting. I would love for this character to have a legendarily powerful staff that he uses for only walking. <laughs> like, he doesn't use the legendary weapon for anything other than walking. Mm -hmm. Like, he's fully aware that it's got amazing magical powers. He just doesn't use yeah, them. Yeah, everyone tells him that this staff was, like, given by, like, Odin himself. And, like, like he has to be careful and, like, use its powers wisely. And I, I only use it for walking. Walking and poking things. He's like... Because my clogs are so heavy, <laughs> I use this legendary magical god staff for nothing other than, like, poking things and walking up, like, steep hills. That is it. I'm surprised <laughs> that this character would have enough caution to even, like, poke something with a stick before they're just, like, jumping in with their hand. That's fair. <laughs> I do think the visual representation going on in my very visually learning brain of him walking up a mountain and, like, poking a rock to seeing if there's, like, a snake underneath it. Because he's deathly afraid of snakes. I just put that in flaws <laughs> as well. Perfect. Is hilarious to think about, like, this eternally powerful staff that everybody wants. And I'm just using it to, like, walk around and do my everyday tasks. I'm also reminded, have you seen the movie Hot Fuzz? Yes, a long time ago, but yes. There's a scene where this guy's, like, 
oh, you know, do you have a license for that gun? He's like, yeah, for this one. He's like, what do you mean this one? And they go into the shed, and it's full <laughs> of weaponry, like machine guns, bullets, it's just everywhere. And then there's this sea mine in the middle, and they're like, that's a bomb. And he's like, ah, you know, it doesn't work. And he hits it with his, like, the butt of his rifle, <laughs> and then it just kind of goes, and it starts ticking, and everyone's like, what? And it's- that is my character to a T. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of with the stick. He's just like, it's fine it's not fine we need to run (laughs) if i had to describe my character with one movie scene i don't know if i could do a better job (laughs) so i guess the last question to ask about this character is why are they going on an adventure like why are they leaving their order why are they going on an adventure interesting question do the other members of his order like Clog? Probably not. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Probably no. That's interesting where he loves his order there his whole life, but they all hate him and want him gone. So they do the thing. Like, I'm thinking like in Bug's Life where the Council of Ants hates Flick and so they send him yep. away. Yeah, yeah. On a mission they think he'll yeah. never come back from. Yeah, that's a better yep. that's a better version of what I was thinking. Because I was thinking of the one from Shrek where Fiona's like, I need you to find a blue flower with, like, red stem. Both of them great. <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, we could do it with, if I do have a super powerful legendary artifact weapon, <laughs> having them be like, oh my god, this is my chance to get rid of him. He'll go try to find out where this weapon came from and he'll never come back. And... I go to set out to find out how to use this weapon properly. And if God forbid, God forbid, I actually play this character in a serious campaign. His (laughs) end goal will be to finally learn how to use the staff at like level 15 where he could like adequately wield it. And then come back to his order and be like, stick, stick, stick. Yeah. And then like my payoff won't be like slaying the big baddie or like. (laughs) Taking down a governmental structure, like freeing the people to be like coming back and being like, what's up, idiots? I'm back. (laughs) I'm back with stick. I know how to use stick. Yeah. And the council's just like, oh, God, no. We were hoping you'd die. I do no growth along the way. None. Like no character development. I'm the same (laughs) clog walking back, except I'm just like, what's up, idiots? I run stuff now because I now know how to use this very powerful weapon. So I'm in charge. I love Clogs so much. I really hope you get to play this character someday. God, me too. This is like my, this is my sweet, sweet boy. I I think I die for him now. (laughs) Did we figure out where his stats are going besides his dumb stat? Oh, no, I don't think we ever actually explicitly stated that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we didn't. (laughs) A final rundown of those stats? Yeah, let's do the final rundown now that he's a fully fleshed out crazy person. (laughs) Let's do the 15 in Dex for sure. Let's do the f- one of the 14s in con. Mm-hmm. The eighth going in wisdom, obviously. That's a for sure on that one. Let's do the other 14 in strength, because I think that's funny to think that his legs have such immense power because of the clogs yeah. that he- they would have 14 strength. But just his lower body. Yeah. God, how would I roleplay yeah. that? I- the DM that I run this with is going to freaking hate me. <laughs> just massive. Um, but you, like, you know what, like, in the scenes in movies where you hear, like, the thunk? Oh, the clang from anime anytime he gets hit with a sword. It's just like clang. Just, that's all it is with the claws. Have you seen those videos of women who crush watermelons between their thighs? Yeah, that's exactly what my brain thought of when I was thinking about. When I said crushing power, that's exactly <laughs> yes. what my brain thought of. That's his party trick. That's my party, yeah. That's the reason they've kept me around so long. They're like, dude, he's crazy, but he can cut a watermelon <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a 10 and a 13. So the 10's got to go in charisma because I don't know how I could play this character as a charismatic being. <laughs> and then 13 and in, which I think is also hilarious because he's like above mediocre intelligence, <laughs> but he is like a wild cat. Yeah. So yeah, that's boom. Final answer. I'm gonna lock that one in. And the constitution and the charisma are both going to increase, right? So the constitution will go up by yes. one and it'll be a 15. And my charisma is going to go up by plus two, <laughs> which is so funny. His stats aren't that bad, to be honest really with you. Not. Like, his stats are above average, except for wisdom. He's just like the most unwise person, which I guess is key to his backstory about being tricked and sent away from his order to find out about this weapon to his utter demise, he thinks. So 
they're like, oh my god, thank god, he's gonna like kill himself trying to figure out how to use his staff. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like someone will, someone's going to kill him. Like they have yeah. to. And then he comes back later. He's like, I'm smarter now. <laughs> I'm smarter, stronger, faster, wiser, and I'm also here to take over. <laughs> Clock now, leader. The only person who's happy to see him is Travis. Yeah. Oh yeah, the only person that is against this is Travis. But then I come back and I'm like, Travis, right here, big dog, right up next to, right next up to Papa. You're right up here. I'm back, Travis. <laughs> and Travis is like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like under his breath. He's like, yes, thank you, yes. Okay, Matt, I think that's it. Uh, thanks so much for introducing us to Clogs, the rabid, verdant, drunken master monk. It was absolutely my pleasure. Let me say I apologize for bringing your show down to my level. This was so much fun. We were already living here. This is what we do. (laughs) You're both comfortable in this chaotic space. I love it. Matt, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Yes. I'll start from the beginning. Hi, my name's Matt. I'm best known in the TTRPG space as being one half of the Verbal Components podcast. I host it with one of my best friends, Evan, and we release episodes every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, and they go up on YouTube every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Eastern as well. We try to do them weekly, and lately we've been on a pretty good schedule, so keep bullying us on Twitter into recording, and it will make us record, I promise. We just launched our merch store, so if you want to go pick up some Verbal Components merch, we're super happy with the first line. It'll be up until November. 1st and then I am taking it down to work on something brand new which will be announced probably early December so be on the lookout for that we're going to be streaming a little bit more on our Twitch channel so it's twitch.tv slash verbal components most of the time it's me I play scary games because I hate them and people bully me into doing them and I will scream a lot (laughs) so that's always great content other than that I don't know if there's anything else to shout out follow us on Twitter if you're not following us on Twitter it's at podcastvc on Twitter and you can find all of our Linktree stuff on there as well as well as our community discord which is always fun there's always funny people talking in our community discord so come get acquainted meet some people that are just as crazy as me and Evan are um, and uh, like I said thank you both for having me on this was incredibly fun of course I really hope that we get to have you back sometime to make another one of these little just beings of chaos yes please I would love to be back on to shed my my crazy shard of my brain which takes up a good 40 (laughs) percent depending on the day so we'll see if I'm not thinking about work or magic the gathering it's D&D that's me That's all for this week. Be sure to join us next week for another Chaotic Creation. Chaotic Creations is created, produced, and hosted by Harper Hayes and Darby Pack. Editing is by Harper Hayes, and web design is by Darby Pack. The art is by Kiku Hughes, who you can find on Twitter at Kiku Hughes, and the music is by Kevin McLeod. You can find us online at chaoticpod.com. If you would like to chat with us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at chaoticpod. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and tell your favorite nerdy friend about us. It's the best way to help us grow. Thanks for listening. <laughs>